Astroline. Sports Talk 790 Astroline. Brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like their wings, they'll give you the bird. Astroline. The official off-season show of Astros baseball. This is where we talk about your Astros. Join the show. Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag Astroline. Sports Talk 790 Astroline starts now. Hey, welcome everybody to Astroline, the Astros off-season program. Hot stove, if you will. I'm Steve Sparks, and I'm joined this week by Michael Coffin, the radio voice of the Corpus Christi Hooks. And Michael, it's always great to see you, buddy. How you been doing down there? Sparky, how are you, man? Uh, the sun is shining in CC, and we are looking forward to some baseball. We've got Caravan all this week. Uh, Fan Fest culminates uh, on Saturday. But uh, you got a chance to talk to a couple of guys uh, in Corpus Christi this week who were visiting some of the folks down there. Uh, everybody's probably excited about another season, aren't they? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. I think uh, we, you know, we took questions from uh, our season members and partners at a, a big Q&A. Uh, during the evening at the ballpark. And I think half of the cards were, uh, what are the Astros looking like this year? Are are we going to win the World Series? And so I think it's kind of indicative of the fact that, you know, these guys are uh, playing that last round uh, more often than not. And uh, it's it's kind of expected now. And uh, what's great about it is you mentioned uh, the likes of J.J. Matajevic and, and Corey Lee coming down. Uh, these guys expect it too, and that's certainly on their radar, and that's the that's the number one goal. So, now it was great seeing both JJ and Corey back in town. Both guys uh, had really good years with the Hooks in 2021. Obviously, great AAA campaigns, and and got to the big leagues last year. So, really proud of those guys. You sometimes wonder about teams and where their motivation is going to lie. It's as successful as the Astros have been the last few years in playing so deep every year. How are they going to get? get into another spring training and be motivated. But I think it's a chance to do something a little different, something that hasn't been done in a long time is to repeat, you know, back-to-back championships sound really good, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, it, it's so difficult just because of, of the time that it takes and, and, and you play into November now. And, and of course, spring training is, is, is a beast in and of itself. So, uh, you know, I really marvel at how these guys are able to condition themselves both physically and mentally and get ready for, for that next pursuit. Uh, and, you know, it's remarkable what the Astros have been able to do. And I think it's a big testament to how they've been able to add at the big league level, but also supplement and really inject some talent from the minors. It's been fun to watch from double A. Listen to Ash line brought to you by Pluckers wing bar. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question about the trade deadline. There was a couple of players from Corpus Christi this past season. that got traded in the Kristen Vasquez deal. A couple of guys I loved Emmanuel Valdez, and, and will you Abreu, what's it like? Is there a little mood uh, around a trading deadline, even at the double-A level where guys might go somewhere else? Absolutely. And everybody's paying attention to it, you know, and it starts obviously, you know, a couple of weeks before the deadline and, and uh, uh, anticipation starts to peak a little bit. And, you know, whether it's on the bus or in the, in the clubhouse or uh, sometimes even, you know, during the game, folks want to, you know, have an idea about where they're going and who they might be playing with. And, uh, you know, I think for a lot of these guys, you know, they grew up in this system and they they play with the same group of guys year in and year out. You know, it doesn't always work out this way, but guys generally kind of move up 
together until you get to that that second to, to last round, maybe double A, triple A. Uh, so it's it's a it's a big time adjustment, and it's something they want to certainly have on their radar. So, you know, everybody is certainly uh, locked in. And I go back to the Justin Verlander trade uh, with with Franklin Perez, and you know he found out yeah. that evening. It went down to the deadline, as as you well remember. And uh, I first heard about it when I heard all the commotion happening in the in the uh, the hallway there at the hotel. And, uh, and Franklin's tearing up, you know, because this is all that he's known, the Houston Astros. And now, and now he's going to uh, the Detroit Tigers. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a whole new world out there. What's it like in, in Corpus Christi? And we've seen an unbelievable transformation in the last 10 years. But is it much different in, in Corpus now that the team's gotten so good? Fan reactions, I, I would imagine, like, they get excited probably watching some of these guys. And you've seen Springer and Correa and all these guys come through. But it's got to be rabbit excited it is it is and and this is a this is this is astros country i think our good friend matt bolts will be the first to tell you that you know corpus christi was the first astros uh or longest running uh, astros radio affiliate so this is this is big time astros uh town and uh, and we really take a lot of pride in, in what's happening uh with the astros at minute Maid park and uh 14 corpus christi alums were part of that world series roster what 26 guys on the roster 14 coming from the hooks wow. and everybody and their dog knows about that uh, down here in the sparkling city. So uh, I, they're just stoked to see the next crop of guys come up and, and, and get another piece of hardware. We're going to have a, an extra week of games in spring training this year because of the world baseball classic. And uh, you're, you're going to be down there for an extra week uh, this spring and calling some games with, with Robert Ford and myself. Uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, but I always love that time of year because we get a chance to see some of the guys that you've covered uh, in the last year or so. And without sliding anybody, can you give us a little hint of who we might see and who you're excited about maybe making the next step? Yeah, you know, I look at a couple of uh, arms that really stood out last year with the likes of Misel Tamares and and Jaime Melendez, uh, both young kids that have uh, they have a, a ton of stuff. And uh, for them, it's just a matter of, of commanding that and attacking the strike zone, getting ahead in the count. Uh, and and working on those those little things and and what's great about what the Astros have been able to do is they really have kind of gotten that niche in terms of development for these young pitchers and, and finding out what they do well. What's really cool for me is to is to see the the gas pedal you know get down to the floor when these guys get to Double A AA and Triple A uh, and and they get to be exposed to the coordinators and the the Double AA, A Triple A and and big league coaches and. And when you look at spring training in particular, and you have all the non-roster invitees, I think we're going to have a big group uh, from the hooks that, that played with the hooks this year uh, that'll be among that non-roster invitee crowd, especially with the World Baseball Classic happening uh, as well during during spring training. Uh, this is their chance to uh, be seen by the big league field staff, by Dusty Baker and company. And you don't get many shots at this if you're, if you're at a certain level in the, in the minor league system. And so... Uh, I know, Sparky, you could probably speak at, at length about uh, the pressure that that is and, and the excitement that that brings. And uh, spring training is a, a, a different animal for so different uh, types of players from the veterans to the rookies. It's something to keep an eye on. You know, we talk about it a lot during spring training games. And it, just from personal experience, you mentioned that was the most nervous I've ever been in my entire life. It's the first time that I came up from minor league camp to pitch in a major league game, the last inning of probably a eight to one blowout. I don't know <laughs> what happened, but, uh, I, my heart was beating out of my chest. Uh, my knees were shaking everything. It was the most nervous I'd ever been. 
to this day uh, playing sports. So it's a big deal to these guys. That's why I get so excited when we get a chance to see some of these guys. We talk about the Astros so good at uh, player development in the pitching side. Justin Dearden, an outfielder that you guys had for quite a while this se- this past season, opened up a lot of eyes too, didn't he, an outfielder? He did. You know, this guy goes from undrafted to a top 10 prospect in the Astros system. And, you know, he can play center field, uh, plays left field as well. He was in right. They really moved him all the way around. And, you know, he was Superman. He was flying all over the place, uh, catching sinking line drives and going back on balls. And just a, a great combination of, uh, of, of power. Uh, and, and also is a, a great judge of the strike zone as well. Mm. He gets on base a lot. And uh, in fact, we're going to have him back at our uh, South Texas Winter Baseball Banquet as our Hooks Player of the Year. Uh, just really impressed with what he was able to do, uh, despite the fact that he was at AAA Sugarland for the last month. Uh, this kid is all over the Texas League leaderboard uh, from from 2022. So really impressed with him, and we expect more out of the St. Louis native for sure. Michael Coffin, uh, voice of the Corpus Christi Hooks. A lot more with you. You're going to interview Corey Lee and JJ Matichevic in just a bit. The Cactus Jack HBCU Classic is set to make its debut at Minute Maid Park February 17th through the 19th. Learn more about the Classic and find your tickets for the inaugural tournament today at astros.com slash HBCU Classic. Uh, you're listening to Ashline, brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. We'll be back with more of Ashline right after this. Your Houston Astros are World Series champions. The Houston Astros do it again. 2022 World Series champions. And now they look to end the 2023 season the same way. Become an Astros season ticket holder now to catch all the action as the Astros go for the repeat. Get access to every game, including opening day and postseason. And it's madness in our house again. Plus, enjoy exclusive benefits only offered to season ticket holders. Witness the golden era of Astros baseball. Visit Astros.com slash season tickets today. The Astros Buddy Club, presented by HEB, is the official kids club of the Houston Astros and is the coolest way to show off your Astros pride. For just $30, kids 12 and under receive an exclusive Astros jersey, an Astros hat, a drawstring bag, a lanyard, and four vouchers for an Astros game. Join the club today at astros.com slash buddies. Spring training is back in the Palm Beaches this spring. Experience Astros baseball, plus the best beaches, dining, and entertainment after the game. There's nothing better than Astros spring ball in sunny Florida. For tickets and more, visit astros.com spring to book your trip. Plan your visit now to the spring training home of the Houston Astros, the Palm Beaches. Welcome back to Asheline, brought to you by Plucker's Wing Bar. Uh, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird, of course. Uh, Billy Wagner, uh, he's on that list again, and this is the eighth year he's on the Hall of Fame uh, balloting. Um, I'm here with Michael Coffin, the voice of the Corpus Christi Hooks, who grew up in the Beaumont area, probably grew up with a uh, a Billy Wagner glove and all that stuff, did you? Huge Wagner fan. Huge. So he's getting close. He's at 72.9% as we speak, and this is uh, uh, a couple of days before this airs. So it looks typically, and the prognosticators say that he's probably going to fall 5% shy, which bad news this year, but that usually bodes very well uh, for him the following year. When you get that close, usually, especially with a couple of years going, usually the next year you're, you're able to make that leap. And you can attest to this, Michael. You saw him so, so much as a, as a kid. Billy Wagner's one of the game's the 
one of the best the game's ever seen, isn't he? He really is. And you look at what the Astros were able to do in the 90s, and, and he was really all a part of that, you know, the 97 through 99. Uh, and this guy was striking out almost 15 guys uh, per nine innings. I mean, he was just dominant. And, and you look at everybody else in, in the Hall of Fame, and his numbers are, are right up, up there. You know, the seven-time All-Star, 422 career saves. That's fourth among Hall of Fame relievers. And his, uh, his save percentage, uh, nearly 86%, is, is third best. And, and when you look at the guys that are in there that closed out games, really impressive. And I think Wags, you know, sticks right up there. Uh, you're listening to Ashline, brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. Don't forget to download the Pluckers Club Mobile app to receive points. Uh, you can invite to special events and a free meal up to $15 on your birthday. We'll be back with more of Ashline right after this. Billy Wagner, he's on that list again. Hall of Fame balloting. You know, you look at those stats and in less than six hits per nine innings, you know, 12.9 strikeouts per nine innings, all those things. But it's the way he did it. And sometimes for me, you see some types of closers who get outs and that's great. You know, you're just trying to win games. But the way he did it also uh, signifies somebody who was dominant in the game because he struck you out and he did it with power. He's small in stature, but that rising four seam fastball and the nasty hook. Everything about it, for me, screams Hall of Fame. And I hope this means that he's getting right on the precipice because I feel like he's he, he richly deserves it. And I think you're right, and especially when you look at, at how his votes have been trending and, and where he's going to be at this year. And if it's not this year, it certainly looks great for next year. And I know the knock is, is the innings. I don't think there's a, a Hall of Famer, a, a pitcher in the Hall of Fame that has – uh, fewer than 1,000 career uh, innings pitched. But even when you look at, at the counting stats in terms of his career strikeouts, so the most ever uh, by a left-handed reliever. Uh, so, you know, the, the numbers really speak for themselves. And, and, and you look at his outstanding performances and also the fact that uh, he was just so consistent. You know, I looked at an ERA under three and 15 of 16 major league campaigns. I mean, what more, what more can you do? Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. You start to talk about compiling numbers and, and he retired at the top of his game. He had a great season with Atlanta, just a phenomenal season, Yeah. but he retired because he wanted to go coach his sons. He wanted to be part of their lives. And, and you got a chance to know Will Wagner, his son, I did. who was at the AA level in Corpus Christi last summer. What was he like? He was great. Great personality. Great kid. Uh, you can tell he was raised raised the right way. Uh-huh. Uh, a yes, ma'am, no, sir type of guy. Uh, but as you might imagine, a scrapper. And, and this guy just always found himself in the right moment at the right time. Had a bunch of big hits for the hooks. Um, I, this was his first year at AA. Uh, and he joined us kind of midway through the year toward the latter half. And he really was a, an immediate impact uh, for us. I think about, you know, one game in, uh, in Springfield, he had a two out, uh, two run home run that, that won the ball game for Corpus Christi. So uh, a great kid, 18th round pick out of Liberty University, he was drafted in 2021. He had a great fall this past year for surprise, 11 extra base hits in 14 games, hitting almost 350. So hopefully he can carry that into spring training and, and get off to a great start. And more to your point, you know, uh, you know, Billy Wagner did go and, and coach his kids and, you know, they won some, they won some hardware. I, I know they, that uh, Will Wagner won a state title with his dad as, as head coach there at the Miller school in Virginia. So impressive stuff for sure. Yep. And Billy Wagner was a uh, part of our show a couple of years ago. And this is what he had to say. I think it's hard to put into words because it's just something I think every player wants. I mean, there's no doubt when you watch the Hall of Fame uh, inductions and you see the guys up there, I mean, 
I, everybody's practiced that induction speech. Oh, yeah. I've practiced that thing a million times. Just, just what's that sound like? What would that feel like? Because you know what, whatever I practice ain't going to come out when I get on there, I'm going to be a ball of tears and emotion. So it's, but I, you know, to be able to sit there and look around and go, you know, there's Barry Larkin, there's, she's, there's Nolan Ryan, there's Sandy Koufax. These guys that have been there, I, I think that is, it's hard to fathom, isn't it? You know, when you've, when you've come from, um, welfare to middle class to humble yeah. beginnings you know getting that break and doing something with that that moment getting 300 saves was like if you get 300 saves hey there's a real shot here you know 400 you should have no problem and then then you get that and then then the real hard part comes you know that the numbers aren't the issue for what's why things are what they are getting the getting the opportunity to close was probably the best thing i mean and larry durker was a huge influence on that because i was uh i, I went to puerto rico to work on starting and in 96 uh, and he ends up taking over in that 97 and at, he comes down and you know he's got a big cigar and he's sitting there with matt galani and he goes he's asking me what i want to do would you want to close or would you want to start and i'm like i want to close he goes all right that sounds good i enjoy having to be ready every day you know as i got older it got more stressful but and it was just that constant preparation i enjoyed that billy wagner we'll be back with more of astraline michael coffin gets a chance to talk to jj matichevic and Corey lee right after this guess what spring training is coming up quick and this spring will be your first chance to see the 2022 world champions at astros spring training Spring training tickets are on sale now. You can enjoy the Palm Beaches and see your Astros in sunny Florida as they gear up for the 2023 season. Visit astros.com spring to learn more. Come see the home of the world champions. Tours of Minute Maid Park are available now. Get a behind-the-scenes look at the ins and outs of the stadium, from the dugout and press box to the warning track and manual scoreboard. We'll guarantee you've never seen Minute Maid Park like this. Book your tour today at astros.com slash tours. The Astros Championship Trophy Tour, presented by Wood Forest National Bank, is here. Relive the magic of the Astros' 2022 World Series run as the Commissioner's Trophy makes its way to over 100 stops in Texas and surrounding areas. For your chance to see the World Series Trophy, visit astros.com slash trophy to see where the trophy is headed next. I'm Michael Coffin here along with Steve Sparks. And on uh, Tuesday night at Whataburger Field as part of the Astros caravan, I had the chance to catch up with uh, Astros catcher Corey Lee, Astros first baseman J.J. Matajevic. And uh, here's part of that conversation. All right, well, my name is Mike Coffin. And on behalf of the Hooks, we want to welcome all you guys to the Astros caravan. We're pleased to welcome the world champion Houston Astros here today. How about that? Big time, big time. I'm pleased to be joined today by a couple of former Hooks as well, J.J. Matajevic and Corey Lee. J.J., you want to raise your hand? Hooks for, or Astros first baseman and Corey Lee, Astros catcher as well. And obviously, this is a fun day. These guys are coming off a, a World Series championship. And uh, for the Houston Astros, it's their second World Series title, uh, their fourth American League pennant. And this is, it was the sixth consecutive time that the Astros made the American League Championship Series. So really a tremendous accomplishment and we're really proud because a uh, bevy of former hooks were all a part of uh, not only what the Astros did this year, but over this six year run. And these guys are certainly a part of that. Yep, absolutely, let's hear it for them. 
And uh, first, let's start with, uh, with Corey Lee. Uh, Corey Lee, a, a first-round pick who made his big league debut this year. And like JJ, was with the Hooks in uh, 2021. And uh, Corey, first of all, thanks for being back at uh, Whataburger Field. And uh, what's it like being back in the aftermath of a World Series title? It brings back a lot of good memories, uh, having you guys in the stands, catching right here, you guys behind here, whenever there's a pass ball, hopefully not a lot of the time, <laughs> I, would, I would come back here and I would see you guys, and uh, every single night you guys brought the energy, so I appreciate that, and it made us, made us happy playing for you guys, so couldn't do it without you guys. Very good. How about that? All right, well, JJ, uh, ha has it sunk in at all what you guys were able to accomplish this year? Uh, I think so. I think it has now. Uh, it took a while for it to sink in. Um, I would forget sometimes, and then wake up in the morning and then realize that I'm a world champion. So, you know, that's it's so cool. Uh, it's a special thing to be a part of, and just being there and being surrounded by the team, by my teammates. Uh, that whole entire team is just incredible. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. JJ, when when you kind of you know have that that highlight reel go through your head about all what you guys did this year, especially in the playoffs. Is there a particular moment that really jumps out for you? I mean, just Jordan's home run in the, in the last game of the World Series. What he did, I've never seen a ball even go out to center field there, but to go over the batter's eye in that situation was just remarkable. It was phenomenal, and especially capping off what he did all year long and, and to get the Astros going in that first postseason series. And, and Corey, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of pose the same question to you. Maybe, not, it, wasn't a, you know, maybe it wasn't a moment. I think the no-hitter that we threw against the Phillies in the World Series is pretty impressive, especially as a catcher. Um, I respect all our pitching staff, and I think that, that kind of set tone for the World Series and kind of got us in the bag. So um, I wouldn't want to face us either after a, after a no-hitter. So. And, and, and to kind of pivot off that point, uh, JJ, that, that no-hitter came uh, game four of the, the World Series. And at that point, you know, the Astros are down two games to one uh, in the World Series. Home at Philly, those guys had lost in that ballpark. Uh, they got the win in the first game there. Uh, but it, it seemed like you guys just didn't blink for game four. No, not at all. Um, game four, even before the game, everybody was relaxed in the clubhouse. Uh, we were having fun, you know, but we were serious. We were locked in, and we were ready to go. Javier put on an unbelievable game. Um, the bullpen came in and locked it down just like they did the whole entire year. How about the work of uh, Ryan Presley in the playoffs? Talk about lockdown. Yeah, I mean, he locked it down in the playoffs. He locked it down in the regular season. That's just what Ryan Presley does. You know, that's why he's one of the best closers in the game, and um, he does it day in and day out. Yeah, Framber Valdez, a, a key piece as well, along with Javier and Verlander and, and Corey, when you, when you look at what Fromber is able to do, what, what stands out to you about the way that he attacks hitters, goes out and gets these guys? He's just unique. He's, he's different than any other pitcher that's really in the league. Um, it's not overpowering. It's not, it's not the hardest pitch that you'll see, but it's the, it's the most movement. It doesn't have the best accuracy, but you know it plays in his, his favor just because you don't really want to hit it. Our pitching staff's unbelievable, the best pitching staff in the league. Going off with, with JJ, with Presley, he, he's one of the most, he's the best stopper in baseball, I believe, best closer in baseball. Makes it easy for me to catch, so. We have a, a, a few questions from our, our fans here today. Uh, the folks here are uh, Hook Season members as well as uh, proud partners of Hooks Baseball. We would not be here uh, without you guys. We really appreciate y'all being here and looking forward to another campaign of Hooks Baseball that's going to be starting up here in April. 
but uh, but Corey, when you when you look at everything that's happened uh, this year and 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 what you want to strive for this next year, and, and I thought one of the questions on the card was perfect. It asked simply, "Are the Astros going to win the World Series this year?" Yeah, um, there's there's nothing else on our mind as a team, as an org. Um, every single day, that's that's what we strive to do. You walk into the clubhouse and you see all the World Series trophies, and it's it's just a constant reminder of of what the Astros teach and what we expect is um, is a World Series every year. And you know you, you bring up a good point about how the guys go out and and get things done each and every day, each and every year. And, and JJ, what stands out to you about the brand of Astros baseball? What's what's the one common denominator when you go up and down the roster uh, that everybody brings to the table each and every day? Um, they're all very complete, you know. Um, every single player in that lineup is a complete player. Um, it's not just a hitter. It's not just a defender. It's they can do both, and they can run. And you know, it's just it, they're all complete, and they all do their homework. They all show up and do the same thing every day. They have a great routine, and they're just pros. You know, it's every single person in that clubhouse is a pro professional, and they do it the right way. All about routine. There was another question here. Do you guys play MLB The Show or We Baseball, anything like that? I started playing Guitar Hero again. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, found the, I found the old Xbox 360, and I've been grinding on Guitar Hero. So, Very good. All right, we have another question here. What is your favorite baseball memory? JJ, let's start with you, bud. Um, it's got to be the World Series, or actually, it's probably making my debut. Um, you know, actually, or my first hit on Father's Day. It was special because it was on Father's Day, and my dad wasn't able to make it, but he was watching it on TV, and just to call him after and get the ball back and tell him that the ball's his, you know, it was a great moment. Man, you had to, you had to do a lot of work to get that ball back. I did. I actually <laughs> met the kid today, and he's a great kid. Uh, is he here? Ry Rylan, you're here. I didn't see him. This guy's, he's the man. Yeah, he's, he's, he is the man. He's a cool kid. I liked him a lot. Meeting him today was great. Um, but yeah, hard bargain, but he gave it back, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. Corey Lee and J.J. Matajevic here on Astroline. Mike Coffin joined by Steve Sparks, and we're back right after this. We have a, a, a few questions from our, our fans here today. J.J. Matajevic, Corey Lee here for Astros Caravan and Corpus Christi. Uh, so, so favorite moment, uh, big league debut, uh, first big league home run. Can you, can you tell us about when you first learned that you were going to go up to the Houston Astros uh, to be a part of your first major league team? Yeah, I was in Tacoma, uh, Washington. We were playing up there, and um, it was freezing. It was like 35 degrees. And we after, after the first game, Mickey called me into his office. Mickey Story is the manager in AAA. Um, he called me into his office, and I guess I skipped uh, my, my pregame work on the field because it was so cold I didn't want to do it. But and so he, he did this whole story and how he told me that um, I would have to be do how I couldn't miss my pregame work tomorrow in the big leagues with Coach Joe Spada. So the, that was how I learned um, and called my mom and my parent, my dad and my sister right away. And that was the whole experience. Man, how cool is that? And it's such a long time coming for these guys. It really is impressive. Corey, let's 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 start with you again with the same basic question. What? What's your favorite baseball memory, bud? I'd have to go with getting drafted. Um, that when it happened, when it lead me here today, when it make me win a World Series, um, I was with my brother, 
My parents were actually on a flight, so they were watching the draft on their phone. I had no idea where I was going to get drafted and when was, what was going to happen. And um, that day completely changed my life, and now I'm here today. And it it's, makes me really, really thankful for, for my family, for everyone that, that really supported me. Very cool. And it was a, a nice experience for you and your family when you, when you got your first big league hits, and you, you got a bunch of them that one night. The... Probably favorite memory was this year was winning the World Series. Obviously, um, never gonna forget that. But then also just just getting the experience up there the whole month of uh, of July, just learning every single day with Maldi, with uh, Castro, with everybody that was around. And then obviously spending time with JJ's, um, David Hensley, Hunter Brown, all the guys that I played with um, in minor leagues, and then now I get to play with them in the big leagues, and it was a uh, it's a special, special moment for all of us. Absolutely. And, you know, Corey brings up a good point. JJ, you've been a part of the organization for a long time, relatively speaking, of course, you know, with baseball players. But, uh, and, and you guys have come up together, you know, and this has been an organization that is built from the ground up. Uh, they've had success in the minors, and certainly they've had their success in the big leagues. What's it like to move up as a unit uh, together with your teammates and then ultimately achieve that common goal that you guys have kind of etched in stone since day one? Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, the Astros is a homegrown organization. I mean, you got look at Chaz, Myers, um, me, Corey, uh, Pena, um, Hensley this year, Hunter Brown. You know, we're all. It's so nice coming up through the system with them because when you get up there, you know people. You can they can help you. You know, you can talk to them. But honestly, it doesn't even matter if you know them because all the veterans are so great. You know, they take you in and. Um, you know, they show you the ropes, and you just got to learn from them every single day. So that's really cool. Very good. J.J. Matajevic, Corey Lee here for Astros Caravan and Corpus Christi. And uh, this is a question from Benjamin Garcia. And uh, Benjamin asks, where's Benjamin? Benjamin, right there. How about that? All right, well, Benjamin wants to know, and J.J., we'll start with you. Don't, no peeking. Do you train year-round, or do you take some time off, J.J.? I, after the World Series, I took one week off, and then I started training again. So usually, um, since the season was so long last year, you know, one week was, was enough. But if we would have finished, usually in the minor leagues, after I would finished the minor leagues, uh, I would take two to three weeks off, and then I would start training again. Very good. It's, uh, it's, it's a year-round operation. And, and Corey, can you kind of give us a, a window into your routine as well in the offseason? Yeah, there's, there's some time that you take off of the body. Um, I get really, really bored if I don't do anything. So I, I go work out. It's, just, it's kind of part of my day. Um, kind of me too. Yeah. You and I are. Why, why are you laughing? Why is he laughing? I just, I, I got to always do something with my day. Um, whether that's in the morning, if it's just stretching something, um, something athletic, I'll always try to do every single day. Now, did that, did that feeling come to you naturally, or did it, was it a byproduct of just practicing and working out every day and just getting it a part of your, your inventory? I've always been like that since a kid. Um, I was always on the go. I would always go play outside. I would do something inside. Whatever that was, um, it's still me. I still treat it like a kid. So, All right, here's a, here's a great question. Uh, what are your favorite stadiums to play at? J.J.? So, and you can't say Whataburger Field, because I know that's what you want to say. So this year, I would say Toronto, L.A., the Angels, the Angels Stadium, that was sweet. Seattle was sweet. 
um, and on it, Minute Maid, you know, those are, Minute Maid's beautiful. It sounds like a pretty sweet gig, what you guys have here. That's what it sounds like. All right, Corey, what about you? Favorite stadium to play in? I got to say Minute Maid is my favorite stadium, and that's not even being biased, but the history, don't really like them, um, but the Yankee Stadium is, is pretty impressive. It's a lot of history behind it. It's You walk in, and you see the pinstripes. You get all this, all the, everything. It's pretty cool, but... Um, don't like the Yankees, so it's all right. What, what's it like to play on the road in the playoffs? You're getting wins at Yankee Stadium, getting wins in Seattle, you're getting wins, uh, obviously, in, in Philadelphia. Those are not easy environs. No, um, I was actually talking about this the other day that we, JJ and I, were pretty spoiled um, going into the postseason, going to Seattle, winning in Seattle, going to New York, winning in New York. Um, Basically, like, it was nothing. Like, you just go in there and you do the job, and then the week's over and you win. Like, it, it was, it seemed way too easy for the people that were playing, but that's, that's kind of what we preach, and um, that's why JJ and I are, are pretty lucky to be around that. For his first year. For his first year, I pulled the microphone a little too quickly. Okay, uh, JJ, this question is, is squarely for you, my good man. What was on your mind when you hit the walk-off against the Yankees? I didn't really have much running through my mind, honestly. You know, I just tried to hit first, and I knew just let the celebration begin. Um, you know, my best friend was actually there uh, at the game, so I looked for him after when I was walking into the dugout, and I, and I saw him, so that was a really cool moment. At, at what point do you realize, I just, I just won the game for the Houston Astros. I mean, is it on the field? Is it in the clubhouse? Is it in the shower? I mean, what? At what point does it sink in? Is it, you know, 10 days later when you're just kind of milling about the grocery store? Honestly, right when it happened. Uh, <laughs> when I hit first base, I knew what happened. And, and uh, so that one, that one hit me real quick, and it was great. Very good. Couple of, uh, more than a couple of big hits for J.J. Matajevic this year. Okay, we've kind of covered this. Most memorable moment since you've had since Shorn of the Astros and uh, obviously a World Series championship making your big league debuts and, and getting those first big hits are a part of that. Uh, this is a, a really good question. Was game five of the World Series the most stressful game of your life? And so I guess we can kind of put all those games together in terms of the World Series and, and uh how that, how that stacks in terms of how you're feeling in the clubhouse or in the, in the dugout? Um, game five, was that the JV's first win? Uh, that was JV's first win. Bregman a big double there in the, the five-run fifth. So, yeah, it was, it was a pretty stressful game. Uh, you know, he's never had a, he never won a postseason game before. And, uh, you know, everybody knew it. But nobody talked about it. So, like, after the game, when JV won, he was hugging everybody. It was a really special moment for him and his family and his, our, our teammates. So, like, it, it, was, it was really great. Now, Corey is a, a battery man. Let's talk about JV in particular. Uh, certainly a, a future Hall of Famer. Astros have a ton of talent. Uh, but, you know, when a guy like that walks through the clubhouse, uh, it, it says quite a bit. Yeah. Um... You know what he's got to do every day um, is JV's day whenever he pitches. So kind of know what to expect whenever his day comes. Um, unbelievable worker, knows exactly what he's got to do every single day, day in, day out. It's, um, it's really, really impressive, the mind that he has. 
in the way he looks at the game. Um, but it, it kind of set a tone for all of our pitching staff in, in, in general just because they, they see JV and then they say, all right, like this is, this is what he prepares for, this is what he looks at. So then it kind of set a standard for all of our other pitchers. Now, you know, with JV now away from the organization, it's kind of a next man, next man up mentality and a ton of exciting guys coming up for the farm system. You've had a front row seat at that. One guy that really is grabbing all the headlines is, is Hunter Brown. Uh, what's it like to work with uh, Hunter Brown on the mound? Uh, seeing him develop since we were in Tri-City um, in 2019, we, I didn't know what he was about. I didn't know the, the type of person. I didn't know what type of player he was. And then these last couple of years, he's really grown and really matured. Um, and I think that's the most important thing is him maturing. And then he's always going to have the arm. He's always going to have an electric fastball, great curveball. Um, but I think I think this the sky's the limit for that kid. Um, unbelievable person, good family, and just a good person to have on your team. A ton of guys waiting at AAA for their chance to crack a really tough roster. And uh, and JJ, you went up uh, a few times last year, not once, not twice. I think somewhere about five separate call-ups to the Astros. What what kind of mental fortitude does that take to to keep your, your mind focused, not only to figure out who you're facing that night, but, but where you're waking up, what hotel, what, what, what city you're in. Yeah, no, it definitely takes a mental toll. You know, that, that was probably the toughest year in my life mentally, just, you know, going up and down, trying to stick in there, stay in there, you know, because it's hard when you're not playing and then you get reps and you start playing again every day. So it was tough, you know, and it's a learning experience. I learned from it. Um, hopefully it'd be better, better prepared this year for it, so. Yeah, it was, it was tough mentally, but we worked through it, and uh, we learned from it. And, you know, it's, is there like a, a big moment for you as a player when you're, when you're up there in the big leagues and, and you get a few games in, get, get a few hits, hit a home run, you're like, man, you know, I belong here. I can do this. For sure. Um, you, you believe in yourself, and that's the main thing I've, I've, always, I've always told myself to just believe in me. You know, I can do it. I can always do it. You know, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't able to do it, so... You know, it's the true thing. That's the number one thing is just believe in yourself and know that you can do it. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's remarkable the amount of mental fortitude that it takes for these guys because the game of baseball is, is so difficult. And, Corey, I imagine one day you feel like you're on top of the world, the baseball looks like a beach ball, and then there's another day where, where you can't buy a hit. I mean, how do you keep an even keel during all this? It's the beauty of the game. You get, to, you get to wake up and you get to do it again the next day. And if you went 0-4 one night, then that next day you get to go 5-5. Five for five And you're hitting 900 or you're hitting 500 on the week. I'm pretty happy. So um, that's the beauty of the game. It, whenever you fail, you, it teaches you something. So I, I'm always wanting to learn. Even if it's you going 0 for 30 in the in the middle of the year in July, um, doesn't really matter when you're in the World Series and you get to win it then. So, so that's why they call it a team game too. One of the questions that we got from our uh, fans here today: Do you guys pay attention to social media much during the season? Uh, it's it's there. I mean, I'm not a social media freak. I don't. It doesn't really bother me in season, out of season. Nothing really changes about it. Um, but for the kids out there, get off of it. So, <laughs> JJ, same question for you. Are, are you on social media much during the during the season? Not really. I don't really. I haven't. I've gone down a lot on social media. I don't even use Twitter anymore. Um, 
Yeah. Is that why you haven't answered any of my messages? That's probably why. <laughs> Unbelievable. I haven't used it in probably two years, so. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's, this is such a uh, heavy scrutiny on you guys, day in and day out. And I guess it, it must be awfully nice when you have a fan base like the Astros because these guys really get behind you. I mean, we've seen it here today, here in your stop in Corpus Christi. Yeah, yeah, they're great fans, amazing fans, actually. We go on the road and we see all these other fans and booing, like, yeah, we went to the Yankee Stadium and they're booing Aaron Judge. He's the MVP of baseball. He's the best player on the team. And you don't get that in Houston. Everybody's so supportive here. You know, you guys are outstanding. And um, I wouldn't want to be in, I wouldn't want to play for anyone else in the big leagues. How about that, folks? Let's give, our, let's give everybody a hand for that because we really hear that sentiment time in and time out. This is a great one, and uh, I wish I submitted this. What is your go-to Whataburger order? Uh, Who are you smiling at back there? We were talking about this about an hour ago. Um, I used to love the mushroom and Swiss burger, but they don't have it anymore. What's up with that? I don't know. That was my, my go-to. But now it's the sweet and spicy burger. Ooh, you, me, and JT, that's for sure, along with JJ. All right, Corey, what is your go-to Whataburger order? Honey butter chicken biscuit. Man, he didn't even hesitate. He had that ready. All right, and that's a honey butter chicken biscuit talking. He ordered 10 today? <laughs> There's six waiting in the locker room. How about that? All right, let's see. This is a good one here. If you're an aspiring MLB player, do you recommend going uh, junior college or the Division I route? Why or why not? It doesn't, it doesn't matter where you go. As long as you just get exposure, as long as you work hard and you show up every day and believe in yourself and, you know, just hard work and dedication, that'll get you to the big leagues. You don't, it doesn't matter where you go to school. Um, you know, as long as you do you put the work in, uh, you show up every day, believe in yourself, trust your gut, trust your heart, you'll be a big leader. Hey Amen. This is a guy from Arizona saying this. And how about a guy from UC Berkeley? Uh, Corey, what, what's your answer to that question about does it matter going JUCO, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three? Um, as a kid, I had the blinders. Obviously, you want to go D1. Obviously, you want to play for the big Pac-12, Pac Big Ten, SEC. You want to do all that. But... Now being in pro ball, you don't have to do that. You don't have to, you can go to the local JC and as long as you play and you perform and like what JJ said, you believe in yourself, you get the exposure, you're gonna be fine. Um, as long as you know that yourself, that you're putting in the work just like all those other people, um, then you're gonna be all right. It doesn't really matter where you go, but also go to college. Go to college, very good. And, and how about travel ball? We had a question about travel ball. Do you, do you recommend travel ball? Is it absolutely necessary? Yes, um, I think personally travel ball is kind of what teaches you real baseball. Um, when I was growing up, you would go to Little League and Little League was, it was fun and that was fun for me. But then once you got into travel ball, you really started competing, you started playing to win, you started learning positions, you started really learning the game. And I think that's kind of what made me fall in love with the game also just watching it. Um, but. Obviously, have fun when you're playing, when you're, a when you're a kid, but I do believe having that competitive side to it in travel ball um, benefits you. And this guy has a lot of fun, as, as, well, even as a kid. Uh, this is a uh, California state champion in water polo. Talk about a well-rounded experience in high school. Uh, 
participating in water polo. You got a lot out of that. Yeah. Um, like I said, whenever I was a kid, I would play football, water polo, basketball, soccer, everything. Um, I loved it. And then my seventh grade year, I think I really picked up water polo and started playing up until my senior year. And I think that's kind of what transformed um, myself and kind of benefited my arm. That's kind of why I love throwing it now, just because swimming, treading water, all this stuff um, is really, really beneficial to play another sport. Very good. And JJ, just kind of a take off on that. Do you have any advice for uh, young athletes that, that want to be in professional sports, uh, particular avenues they need to take? Is there a certain formula or, or what, what's your advice after, after you've kind of walked the gauntlet yourself? No, nah, there's no certain formula. Um, you know, just hard work, dedication, routine. Also, play multiple sports growing up. Like, it's a great thing to do. I, was, I played basketball and football growing up. It's just something to always stay active, you know. It's, it, it keeps your mind off the other sport. You know, you're mind free, mentally free, and, you know, you just have so much fun playing with your friends, playing different, playing different sports, being competitive in other sports. It's a great thing. There you have it from Whataburger Field, a conversation with Corey Lee and J.J. Matajevic here on Astroline. Mike Coffin joined by Steve Sparks. Astroline presented by Pluckers Wing Bar. And we're back with one final segment right after this. Spring training is back in the Palm Beaches this spring. Experience Astros baseball, plus the best beaches, dining, and entertainment after the game. There's nothing better than Astros spring ball in sunny Florida. For tickets and more, visit astros.com spring to book your trip. Plan your visit now to the spring training home of the Houston Astros the Palm Beaches. Your Astros are world champions and the Astros team store has all the best gear to celebrate. Get the official World Series champion on-field collection plus jerseys, hats, t-shirts, memorabilia, and more today. Visit astros.com slash team store for store hours and information. Your Houston Astros are world series champions. The Houston Astros do it again. 2022 World Series champions. And now they look to end the 2023 season the same way. Become an Astros season ticket holder now to catch all the action as the Astros go for the repeat. Get access to every game, including opening day and postseason. And it's madness in our house again. Plus, enjoy exclusive benefits only offered to season ticket holders. Witness the golden era of Astros baseball. Visit Astros.com slash season tickets today. And welcome back to Astroline. This is Steve Sparks, and special guest this week is the voice of the Corpus Christi Hooks, Michael Coffin. And you just heard him with the interview with J.J. Matichevic and Corey Lee. Uh, it's funny, you know, sometimes you see those guys at, at a – in a big league setting, uh, and you think they might get overwhelmed, Michael, but both of those guys really stood in there, and they looked like uh, they belonged, didn't they? They really did, and and for Corey Lee in particular, you know, you, you have to handle a, a major league pitching staff with all the explosive stuff that those guys have and manage a game. Uh, there's just a lot to factor in, uh, but no surprise the success that he's had, a well-prepared kid. And, and same thing with uh, with J.J. Matajevic. Here's a guy that I'm not sure if this is right, but maybe like five stints, five separate stints with the Astros in the big leagues this year. Yeah. And then when he got when he got sent back down to AAA, the production didn't wane. So you really have to uh, admire what what J.J. did, uh, given the fact that it was very much a transient year. But he was still able to produce, and and hopefully he gets an opportunity. I'll never forget a home run that Matichevic hit this year, 99 miles per hour off of Garrett Cole, when nobody else was really sniffing him at that point. It was a mm -hmm. close game at Yankee Stadium, and he turned him around, man. We were all surprised. I mean, 
He wasn't surprised, I'm sure, but man, he opened some eyes with that one swing. Well, another strong week of the caravan, the Astros caravan. This week, of course, uh, the world champs, you know, what would you expect? But uh, it culminates this Saturday with Fan Fest, and that's always awesome. Yeah, I know that that already 28,000 have RSVP'd, and so it should be a fun, a fun day. It's going to be on Saturday, this Saturday, the 21st, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., and uh, activities are for all ages, and you can take part in autograph sessions. Photo ops, uh, you can also check out the World Series trophy. And if you want to uh, check it out, purchase your $1 FanFest voucher. All proceeds go to the Astros Foundation, and you can do that at astros.com slash FanFest. Well, that's it for Astro Line. Michael, I want to thank you personally. Uh, it's always great catching up. And uh, I know we're going to get a week of you uh, in spring training, so we'll have a lot of fun down there in West Palm Beach. A, a great venue. Uh, if you folks haven't gotten a chance to go out to Florida for spring training, it's it's top-notch. So, uh, uh, Michael, thanks for joining us this week. I'm going to hold you to it, Spark Dog. Great seeing you, and let's go Strohs. also like to thank Matt Bolts, our producer-engineer, and, of course, Plucker's Wing Bar uh, for sponsoring the show. This is Astraline. I'm Steve Sparks. We'll see you next time. I love players. Please, I love, I love. You've been listening to Sports Talk 790 Astroline, the official off-season show of Astros baseball. It's time to get soaked. Brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like their wings, they'll give you the bird. Astros are world champions, and here we go! Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag Astroline on Sports Talk 790, home of the straws. Back to you!